going on, gamblers, DJs, and everybody else in between? This is the Gamblers Anonymous podcast, GAP, Gap for short, because we're closing the gap between you and the bookies. Hopefully, everyone's having a good start to their weekend. I know my weekend did not get off to a good start. The Bombers got their ass beat yesterday by the BC Lions. Fuck, I don't even know what the fuck they were doing out there. It looked like a JV team playing a varsity team. Bad. They got their ass beat bad. Handed to them. I didn't even want to watch that game anymore. Lost a quick hundred. It's like, oh, what happened to Swaggerville? Oh, oh, I think I got my swagger back. Nope. None of that yesterday night. Just absolutely atrocious performance. Fucking don't even give them hot water. Let them shower in the cold. Because, fuck, that was brutal what happened. I'm your host for today's episode, JG, and let's just jump right back into the recap. Week 31 recap. I started last week's pot off by giving you Italy double chance to win or draw, minus 163, and I told you it's been 15 years since the Dutch beat Italy, and it's going to be another 15 years till they beat the Azuri. Like I said, Mancini was going to have the boys fired up and ready to go, and what happened? Goal in the first six minutes by DiMarco. Then what happened? Frecese got a second in the 20th to go up 2-0. Netherlands made it interesting in the second half, getting a goal and a second goal. But that was after Federico Chiesa's goal to make it 3-1. So the final score ended up being 3-2 Italy. So we're off to a good start, 1-0. Next lock I gave you guys, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, was I wrong on this one. North Macedonia, Asian line, plus two, plus two and a half, a dollar eight two five. And this wasn't even close. Right before the game, when I went to go play it, the spread, I got it at plus two and a half at a dollar nine two five. And I was ecstatic, thinking this was some nice Swiss cheese I was being fed, but nope. I got that goldy, that moldy goat cheese. England beat the shit out of North Macedonia. Just how that submarine imploded looking for the Titanic? Well, North Macedonia imploded and lost 7-0. They were losing 3-0 at half. Bukayo Saka made North Macedonia suck on these nuts when he got himself a hat-trick against them. This was not a close game. This was a loss. So, 1-1 for last week. And the final lock... I gave you guys with Serbia, minus 200 versus Bulgaria. I was like, oh, Serbia's on the come up. New sports nation. Djokovic won. Jokic won. I was like, oh, they, they, these guys got it. What the fuck was I thinking on this one? I thought these guys were better than what they were. It was hard to find a game recap of the, the highlights that went down, but from what I saw... Bulgaria had all the quality scoring chances, and Serbia just had possession dominance. Not much else to say about this, because I wasn't watching this game. I was watching Slovakia first half for the final final leg of To the Moon. So we ended the week 1-2, and two, but where I lacked in my locks, I made up for in To the Moon. And the, I'll start off with T's To the Moon. He, he's not here today, so I'll just give it. He had... Elks versus Lions, first score method, field goal. That came in. Now we'll go to mine. Croatia versus Spain, draw, plus 240. When I was looking at this game, I just 
Just had an itch in my balls, chafed nips, and just knew this game was going to penalties. Exciting game, lots of back and forth, but in the end, we got that draw because it went to penalties. And then my second to the moon, Slovakia, one nothing, correct halftime score, plus 2-10. I said, last pod, Slovakia had won 5 of 7, first halves, one nothing. Now it's 6 of 8. Slovakia dominated that first half, and it might have took till the injury time, but I wasn't fucking worried at all. It was only a matter of time before they scored. Best Slurpee I've had in a minute, worth every penny. Now that's three to the moons we've hit, and if you've played all 31 weeks of to the moon, you would have spent 930, but... You would have made $2,683.65. That's a profit of $1,753.65 if you played all those. We're just handing out money here. And you, I hope you guys have been taking advantage of this. But it's a new week, new us. I've scoured the depths of Bet365 for this lock. It would have been sunken at the bottom of the ocean like the Titanic if I didn't go searching for it. But I did, and I found it. The first lock I found for you guys, Seattle Sounders versus Orlando City Soccer Club under minus four and a half cards, minus 125. You heard right. Under four and a half cards in this match. Now, this is a real degenerate bet right here for you guys. The referee for this game is Pierre-Luc Lozier. He averages just under three and a half yellow cards a game and 0.16 red cards in 32 MLS games this season. This guy would make a terrible escort, whore, prostitute, whatever you call it, want to call him because he doesn't blow that whistle. Nine of his 10 last games have been under four and a half cards. 17 of his last 20 games have been under four and a half cards. The last game he refed, the Sounders, there was one card. The last game he refed, Orlando, was one card. Still not enough reason to make this bet. I'll give you one more. The last six games between these two teams, five of six games have been under four and a half cards. And they're giving us this at minus 125, under four and a half. All I got to say is easy fucking money. Lock it in. Lock number two now. Back to the Canadian Football League we go. CFL action. And I think we might we might just pick on this team all year until I see a change. But we're taking Toronto Argonauts on the spread at minus six and a half against Edmonton Elks. Defending Grey Cup champions looked real good last week beating up on the Ticats. Chad Kelly looked like the real deal like he did in the Grey Cup last year, and he looked good in Toronto's opener. Kids got some serious arm talent. Didn't throw any tutties last week, but that's okay. Because he did run in for three more after he drove down the field. What should I tell you guys about the Elks? Well, there's losers of 18 straight home games. They've only covered the six and a half in three of their last 13 home games, I, I couldn't find the beginning of their losing streak. Wouldn't go back that far on the site I was using. So you only get 13. But what really makes me think this is a lock is that the bookies, Bet365, 
even think Argos are winning by more than six and a half points. You look at the team's total and the, they have over under for Argos at 26 and a half and they have the Elks at 17 and a half points. That's a nine point difference. But in the end, but in the end, at the end of the day, I can give you guys stats for days. But if you look beyond the stats and just watch the games, you'd see the same thing I'm seeing. The same thing that I'm telling you. The Elks are a bunch of bums. Their offense, trash. Special teams, ass. Defense, half decent. You got to give credit where credit's due. But they're, they're just half decent. And their defense can only do so much. And there is a reason the Argos won the Great Cup last year. They actually looked better last week than they did in the Grey Cup. So lock it in. Toronto Argonauts, minus 6.5, minus 110. Now my third lock and final lock for you guys this week. We're going back to the beautiful game. CONCACAF Gold Cup Group D action. And we're taking Canada versus Guadalupe. And the play... For you guys is result Canada and both teams to score no minus one seventy five. I don't give a fuck that we lost to the States in the Nations League final. Fuck them. Screw them. They have thirty million three hundred million people. They have ten percent they have like ten times more people than us, so whatever. I don't give screw them. We'll be back. We'll be better. And we're here to bounce back. And what better way to do so? than by beating an unranked team like Guadalupe to get their mojo back. When priced at minus 500, Canada wins 99% of their games. 99%. The number Wayne Gretzky made famous. They might be missing a few key players, but this ain't the Canada from 10 years ago. We don't got Davies. We don't got Kyle Lyra in this game. That's okay. We got other players that are going to step up. But we do got... Captain Milan Borjan, who's in that for us. So good luck getting one past that guy. And I'm not too worried. We got a good depth on Canada. We got a lot of young guys trying to make an impression, trying to make make a name for themselves for this Canadian team, trying to find a spot. So we're in good hands. The game is going to be played at BMO Field, where they haven't lost a game since September 2010. They've gone 15 wins, 6 draws, and 0 losses. I repeat, win at BMO Field since September 2010. 15 wins, 6 draws, 0 losses. A goose egg in the loss category. While, while they've outscored their opponents 54-6 to in those 21 games. The most recent game between Canada and Guadalupe ended 1-0 for Canada. But that was over 10 years ago. And I found a couple common opponents. Jamaica beat Guadalupe 2-1. And Caracao, I don't know if I said that right, but they beat Guadalupe 6-0. While Canada beat both those teams, Jamaica 4-0 and Caracao 2-0. I believe, if you heard that right, that is result Canada and both teams to score, no. So lock it in at minus 175. And let's head to the moon now. And off to the moon we go. First game. I mentioned it earlier. Seattle Sounders versus Orlando City Soccer Club. And we're going Orlando 
full-time result plus 310. Orlando is the second best road team in all of the MLS. And they're at plus 310? Come on. Seattle, 13th best home team. And the coach of Orlando, Oscar Pajera, has won four games, drawn one, and lost three times to the Sounders coach, Brian Schmetzer. And that's why I'm giving Orlando the edge here. They got a good road record, better than Seattle's home record. Coach has got the upper hand, and that's where I'm going with this one. My second one, Portland Timbers versus New York City FC. Full-time result, draw, plus 260. New York should have been Atlanta, but fell short in injury time, giving up a late tying goal. Now that's four draws in a row and three draws on the road. And fuck Portland for costing me my parlay the other day. So we ain't betting on them to win. So we're going to go with the draw here. And the final leg of To The Moon, San Jose Earthquakes versus St. Louis City FC. And we're going full-time result, draw, plus 275. St. Louis has been terrible on the road this year. But I believe their team is of much better quality of that of San Jose. But because of their road deficiencies, I see this one ending in a draw. So when you put all that together, that comes to plus 5,435. You put 30 on it, that pays out to $1,742.02. Keep the change. We're not going to the moon this week. We're going to see the Titanic because this money we're going to make this week is going to weigh us straight the fuck down there with Jack and Rose. So I hope you all have a good weekend. I know if, I know we're going to have a great weekend when all these hits come in. Three locks, three to the moon perfection. We're coming your way and we're going off. Gamble at your own risk. Have a good weekend. Take care. Peace.